Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Year of Jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we need you to speak to us, Lord. And I pray that we be on fire in Denver. We be on fire in Atlanta. We be on fire, God, on every online platform, every city that we're represented, every state we're represented, every country we're represented by. God, we ask you for fire to be present because we know that you are fire and we know that fire is spiritual. So God, I pray that you do something supernatural in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the building, I need you to just throw your head back online, throw your head back and just holler, fire! Hallelujah. Come on, let's get to work. So this is the last week. You can be seated. This is the last week of our series, Fire. And I've taught you that fire comes from this word, peer, which means literally to transform what it contacts so that it never, ever is the same again. And I need you to hear me. This month, and there's only a few days left in this month, which means what is God about to do between now and the end of this month that transforms your life so that your life is never the same again? He's about to transform your life so that it never goes back to being the same. Number, I've taught you this, that God is fire. Say he is fire. In Deuteronomy 4.24, the Bible says that God is a consuming fire. This means that God burns some things up. It means that God will devour some things, that he will dine with you. I taught you that with Moses, it was a burning bush where God sat with Moses and Moses sat with the Lord and they dined together and they spoke. Uh, whenever God wants to have a conversation with you and God will allow a fire to be started and that fire will create an opportunity for God to speak because sometimes we will not listen clearly until God sets some things on fire. For some of you, you said you want to know God better so he started a fire. For some of you said you want to be closer to the Lord he started a fire. For some of you said you wanted to be a better Christian so he started a fire because he wanted to to dine with you. 
And if God wants to dine with you, pay attention. This isn't grab and go. This isn't 7-Eleven where you just want to get some snacks and then walk out. If God wants to dine with you, God's about to answer some questions. Wait a minute, wait a minute. There's some things that you have wondered about for years. And God says, I'm going to answer them, but I'm going to answer through the fire. There's some things you've wondered. Why has this happened to me? Why did I go through this? God says, I'm going to answer it. And I'm going to answer through the fire. He is the God that answers by fire. Elijah, when they were on Mount Carmel. Elijah, he had the false prophets of the false gods. And then Elijah stood there by himself. And Elijah said, let the God that answers by fire. That God is God. And I came to tell somebody today that your God has been answering your prayers. But he's been answering you by fire. He has been answering your prayers. And the fire that showed up was the answer. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Can I just get you to touch three people and say God answered you from the fire. He answered you from the fire. It was the thing that felt like it was going to tear you up that is setting you up. It's the thing that you felt like was going to take you down that is actually taking you up. Somebody holler fire! It means to burn up, to devour, to dine, to eat up. Which means there's sometimes there's certain things that God says, I need to eat up in your life. And to eat that up, I'm going to start a fire. I need to eat up your attitude, so I'm going to start a fire. I need to eat up that situation, so I'm going to start a fire. I need to eat up, watch me, your doubts, so I'm going to start a fire. I need to eat up your fear, so I'm going to start a fire. I need to eat up, watch me, the parts of you that don't believe, so I'm going to start a fire. I need to eat up the parts of you that still question God, so I'm going to start a fire. Is there anybody in the building or online where you can thank God that he's about to start a fire? Why? Because God says, I'm about to eat some things up in your life. Some things are about to change. Some things are about to change. And some things are about to be eaten up. Watch me. Watch me. God says, I'm about to eat up your bad budgeting because your days of living in lack are over. I'm about to eat up your depression because your days of being in depression are over. I'm about to eat up your anxiety because your days of going up and down and up and down and up and down, they are over. Please, in the building, M no line, shout fire. But here's my favorite definition. My favorite definition of fire, it means up. Which means anytime God wants to take an area of your life up, he starts a fire. you got to hear me. Which means any area of your life right now where it's on fire, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. It means God, hear me, hear me, hear me, is about to take you up. So for every person where your family is on fire, your family is about to go up. For every person where your finances feel like they're on fire, that means your money's about to go up. For every person where your emotions are on fire, that means your mind is about to go What if God was breaking your mindset from being a six-figure earner and he set your mind on fire because you're about to start thinking like a seven-figure earner? What if, okay, I don't have no faith in this building. I don't have no faith online. What if God needed to set some things about how you think on fire so that you would think at a different level, so that you would think at a different frequency? Every area on your life that's in fire, on fire, feels like fire. God says, I'm about to take that area up. But then the Bible says that he is a jealous God, in passion, on fire. And this is so powerful to me because for many of us, we got to understand that if our God is passionate about us, we cannot be, watch me, we cannot be passive. Look at me, look at me about ourselves. Oh, I want to teach now. Because many, you've learned how to be passionate about other people, but you're not even passionate about yourself. You Watch me. You don't even make sure you take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of you, how are you going to be good to somebody else? 
If you don't love you, how are you going to love somebody else? You ready? I pray that God give you passion about you. Oh, my God. I pray that God give you passionate about what you're called to do, about what you're created to do, about everything he set in front of you. If God set it in front of you, you got to be passionate about it. You cannot be passive about it. Come on. I need you to open up your mouth. Say, God, set me on fire. Set me. Set me on fire about myself. Let me wake up in the morning. Watch me. And if nobody sends me a good morning text, let me tell myself good morning. Let me wake up in the morning and tell myself I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth. Please, you got to be passionate about yourself. For some of you, this is why this is why your friendships are so hard. This is why your relationships are so hard because you're with people and you're around people that are not passionate about themselves and the bible says love your neighbor as yourself which is the mathematical equation as is which means it's equal which means you can only give to somebody what you give to yourself first pay attention so watch me if i'm not passionate about me i can't be passionate about you you ready but if i'm not passionate about god see for some of you you're passionate about everything else but god and i gotta make sure harvest that we're the type of church that we are passionate not just about what God gives us, but we are passionate about God. Is there anybody in this building or online where you can say, God, I'm thankful for everything you give me, but that's not why I praise you. I'm thankful for everything you've done for me, but that's not the only reason that I praise you. I'm passionate about you. When I think of the goodness of Jesus... And all that he's done for me. See, I didn't need a praise team to come pump me up. I'll pump myself. Pump, 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 pump it up. I didn't need somebody to tell me to lift my hands. All I remember is the days that I felt like dying. The days I felt like crying. The days I felt like giving up. And I'm reminded that my God has been good. Come on, touch three people in this building and say, God has been good to me. 915, touch them. God has been good to me. God has been good to me. I'm passionate about God. I'll leap for him. I'll clap for him. I'll run for him. I don't care what nobody else says about my praise. You didn't save me. You didn't protect me. You didn't keep me. You... Come on, everybody, hall of fire. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. He is, he's passionate about us. So we owe it to him to be passionate about him. And watch me. And to be passionate about him means I have to be passionate about me. Because if I'm in his image, if I'm in his likeness, if you are his son or his daughter, you have to be passionate about you. Which means, pay attention, you will notice the difference. Hear me. God's about to make a distinction in your life between those that are passive and those that are passionate. You better hear me. He's about to make a distinction in your life between those that are passive and those that are passionate. You're about to discover that there's some people that you've been, pay attention, they're really wet wood. What does this mean? You spend too much of your time and energy trying to keep them on fire. Oh my God. And so watch me. You're not really, you're not really doing anything except carrying baggage because you got to spend all your time trying to keep them on fire. But really what you need is some people in your life that are already on fire. So when I'm on fire, when I get around you and you on fire and you get around me, we both come together and baby, we got fire on fire. Make sure you're not sitting next to wet wood. Mm. 
Make sure you're not streaming next to wet wood. Here's how you know. I'm going to count to three and give you an opportunity to release a praise that tells your God just how on fire you are. And if they don't praise God, don't be mad at them. Just go sit somewhere else in this building or go sit somewhere else where you're streaming. One, two, three, go. Release a praise right there. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I don't have time to be around wet wood. I don't have time to be around sad Sally. I don't have time to be around negative Nick. I ain't got time for that. I gotta be on fire. Come on, let's go to work. Come on, let's go to work. So what have I taught you? What have I taught you? That fire is spiritual. Say fire is spiritual. Fire is spiritual. Isaiah 4, 4. He will cleanse by a spirit of fire. This means if fire is spiritual, it's not bound by natural laws. Pay attention. It's not bound by time. It's not bound by location. It's not bound by distance, nor is it bound by natural expectations. Because what did I teach you on Wednesday? That while fire can destroy, fire can also create. Hear me. See, most of us, when we think of fire, we only think of it destroying something. But the truth is, fire can also create something. I need you to hear me. Whatever fires are on in your life, whatever they destroy, watch me, will not compare to what they create. You better hear me. God's about to create something out the fire that you're in. For some of you, your job is on fire because you're about to have a new business. Let's talk. For some of you, your friendships have been on fire because you're about to upgrade your circle. Fire can destroy, but fire can also create. Listen, listen, listen. And I've taught you that God uses fire. So not only is God fire, but God uses fire. If you look on the screen, number one, he uses fire to, as your aegis, which means your protection. Which means whenever God wants to protect you, he starts a fire. Number two, to ameliorate you, which means to make you better. Whenever you're on fire, God's making you better. Let's stop, because for some of you, you're about to release a praise, and here's why. You've been complaining about your fire. But it's your fire that's making you better. You've been negative about your fire, but it's your fire that's making you pray more, making you worship more. It's your fire that's got you more spiritual. On three, watch me. I just want you to shout for every fire that, watch me, it tried to make you bitter, but you just decided it was going to make you better. On three, open up your mouth and release your praise. One, two, three, go. Making me better. Making me better. Making me better. Matter of fact, elbow somebody close to you and just tell them, say, it's making you better. Number three, number three, number three. God uses fire to make you aware, which means to give you clarity. He uses fire to make you aware, which means to give you clarity. Number four, God uses fire to help you to advance and to accelerate, which means whenever God wants to take you further, faster, it is because God wants to, watch me, whenever he wants to take you further faster, God will start a fire. Hear me. Whenever God wants to take you further faster, God will start a fire. I'll say it again and wait till you respond like you heard me. Whenever God wants to take you further faster, which means for some of you like God, there's so much delay. God says, I know. So you know what I'm going to do? To clear the way for you, you could keep knocking on these doors. Okay, you know what? You could keep trying, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to set all of that on fire, and I'm going to clear the way for you. You better hear me. For some of you, God's about to clear the way and clear what's been blocking you and clear what's been stopping you. Literally, you said you couldn't yesterday, but by the time I'm done with this word today, God's going to clear the way for you. Please open your mouth in this building and online. Say, fire is clearing the way for me. You're cleared for takeoff 915. You're cleared for takeoff 915. 
And where am I going? Well, I hasn't seen them. Ear hasn't heard. Neither has it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared. But the Bible says he's revealed it by his spirit. Shall fire. So look at this. Look at this. Luke. Luke. Come on. We got to go. Luke 12, 49. Bible says, come on, let's go. I have come to ignite a fire on the earth. And earth there means in your life. Watch me. So this means God wants you to be on fire. Say, he wants me on fire. Which means God is not into lukewarm. Let's talk. God, God, let's see, you saw how you, some of you ladies, when you run your bath water and you take all the water for the entire street. For the entire block. God says, I want you to be on fire like that bath water. Pay attention. Well, you can't really get in there for at least 10, 15 minutes because it's so hot. Let's go. Pay attention. God says, I want you to be on fire. Which means, watch me. God says, I, I will sometimes set you on fire just to get you on fire and then watch you burn. Watch me. Not because I'm destroying, but because I'm creating. God says, I want to see how much hell you got to go through before you'll get up and run around the church. Y'all ain't going to talk. How much hell you got to go through before you'll be driving down the street and say, let me pull over. I need to have a praise break. How much hell do you have to go through? God wants you and I to be on fire. And there's nothing worse than a Christian that's cold. Mm. There's nothing worse than a Christian that's lukewarm. There's nothing worse than a Christian. Watch me. And some of you have to be careful because new people will get saved and they're on fire. But for those of you that have been saved, watch me. You're so used to his fire that you no longer catch fire. Mm. And I pray that you don't lose your zeal. I pray you don't lose your excitement. People always, every time they come to Harvest, whether it's in Denver or Atlanta or anywhere we ever are online, they say, ooh, the energy's so high. Baby, this ain't energy. This is fire. Because there's a bunch of us that recognize that the God we serve is God. And beside him, there is no other. I don't have to try Islam. I found my God. I don't have to try something else. I found my God. I don't have to try Hinduism. I found my God. Touch your neighbor say he wants you on fire. Uh-uh, I don't even like the way that neighbor responded when you said that. Y'all think I can't see y'all? I got the Holy Ghost. If you don't touch somebody close to you and tell them, say, God wants you to be on fire. And they ought to put a praise behind that when they say that. Come on here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Fire is paradoxical. What does that mean? I've been using this term whole series. Simultaneously contradictory, which means there's two things um, that are, watch me, opposites, but, but they're happening at the same time. Like I'm hot and cold at the same time. I'm mad and glad at the same time. I want to hug you and cuss you out at the same time. You ready? Watch me. What is fire? Antagonism, hostility, and opposition. At the same time, passion, excitement, and zeal. Now, Bishop Foreman, you've been repeating some of these themes Throughout every message, that's because every teacher wants to make sure that you get the point. And redundancy is the teacher's best friend. Because for some of you, watch me, you think that fire is just zeal. Nope, it's opposition too. You think that fire is just excitement. Nope, it's hostility too. You think that fire is just passion. Nope, it's antagonism too. Which means you can't have one without the other. For some of y'all, you're like, God, I just want my passion back. God says, I'm trying to give it back to you. It's showing up in opposition. God, I just want my excitement back. I'm trying to give it to you. It's showing up in hostility. God, I just want my zeal back. It's showing up in antagonism. I just need you to look at somebody and say, it's both. It's both. It's both. It's both. And let's just borrow an 1115 spirit and just go, just go down to the hood for a moment. Just say, it's both of them. It's both of them. It's both of them. 
But watch me, but watch me, let's be real. Sometimes all of that antagonism, all of that hostility, all of that opposition can make you lose your fire. And here's the truth. Sometimes it's acute, which means it happens really quickly. Like it, it, one thing happened and it happened really quickly. One thing happened and it happened really quickly. But sometimes it's chronic. Chronic means this has been going on for a while. I want to talk to those of you. Let's talk to both of you. Well, you've had some things recently that hit you in such a way where it knocked your fire out of you, where you were just sitting there dazed and confused. Pay attention. But then I want to talk to those of you where the truth is this has been going on for a while. Mm. You've had stuff that's been wearing down on you for a while. The Bible says that Delilah, in Judges chapter 16, Delilah, whose name means to weaken or make poor, the Bible says that Delilah daily pestered and wore down Samson, and her daily pestering and wearing him down vexed him to death. Pay attention. To vex means to be frustrated to the point to where you want to just quit and give up. And for some of you, watch me, you've had so many things. You're like, okay, I get that it's antagonism. I get that it's hostility. I get that it's opposition but this stuff is wearing me out is there anybody I feel like preaching this because I've been right through here is there anybody where you've had so many things that have been wearing you down over time to where you're like wait a minute wait a minute I, I cannot even understand how I'm supposed to have zeal when I'm dealing with this zoo how am I supposed to have excitement when I'm dealing with all these excuses how am I supposed to have passion when I'm dealing with all these passive people? But I need you to touch somebody say, but God, hear me, hear me clearly, hear me. God has ordered your steps here because before this message is over, you are about to get your fire packed. For every strong person, you are about to get your fire back. For every gladiator, every warrior, you are about to get your fire back. Let's go. Psalm 37, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. Romans 5, 9 makes it clear that that's you and I. He delights in every detail of their lives. This means God has ordered your steps here. You are here on purpose. You are online on purpose. You're in this building on purpose. Wherever you are, you are on purpose. He's ordered your steps. Watch me. If he directs and orders your steps, that means he also directs and orders your stops too. Y'all better talk to me. If he directs and orders your steps, that means he also directs and orders your stops too. And God made sure you stopped on this string. God made, somebody came on Wednesday and said, uh, uh, and they were from South Florida. They're probably watching right now. They're from South Florida. And they said, uh, I was watching uh, and you kept coming up in my Discover page on social media. And so I go somewhere every year for my birthday. And I said, well, I'm just going to go to Denver and I had to come to church watch me uh, they said you kept coming up pay attention God says I'm gonna make sure that you get exactly what you need I'm gonna make sure you see exactly what you need to see hear me you are at Grape Street in this building because God has directed and ordered your steps here because you got to leave on fire I need you to do a road check please look up and down your road and say say this is the on fire section tell her this is the on fire section come on here so let me give you an example. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Because sometimes you can think that losing your fire means you're not spiritual. Come on. Sometimes you can think that losing your fire means that you don't love God. Sometimes you can think that losing your fire means that something's wrong. And the truth is there was a man of God named Jeremiah that had to get his fire back. Jeremiah had to get his fire back. What antagonism, hostility, and opposition made him lose his, his fire? Well, when you look at Jeremiah, if we were to look at his bio, 
His name means whom God will raise up and whom God has appointed, which means, watch me, God is in your raise. Pay attention. And I'm not talking about financial. Like God says, I am going to be the one that raises you up as an example. See, everybody that tried to pull you down is about to watch God Jeremiah you. <laughs> They're about to watch him elevate you. Watch me. Everybody that tried to say you weren't going to make it, and let's be honest, you weren't even sure if you were going to make it yourself, but God's about to Jeremiah you. He will raise up, and it means whom God has appointed. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, God chose me. God chose me. God chose me. He comes from a family of priests, which means he grew up in church. He knows this thing. But you can eat, watch me, you can know better, but still not be able to do better because you're dealing with so much doo-doo. Come on, let's go. He's known as the weeping prophet because he has several emotional breakdowns. In fact, his emotional breakdowns cause him to author the book of Lamentations. To lament, it means to mourn. It means to cry. Have you ever been in a place in life where, watch me, you ain't even the crying type, but you found yourself crying. You're not even the weeping type. But you found yourself weeping. You're not even the type that, watch me, there's one thing to cry, but then who knows about the ugly cry? Waving me in this building. Online, you wave your hand online and coming. The ugly cry. We're like, oh my God. The ugly cry. Everybody know about the ugly cry? Why am I going through this? See, Jeremiah, when he offers lamentations, it means how and why. He's saying, how in the heaven, hell, and earth am I going through this? And then he says, God, but I got a better question for you. Not just how am I going through this, but why? Why would you call me to do something that will make me weep? Why would you create me to do something? See, some of you all think fulfilling your purpose is going to always be happy. Some of you think that doing what God created you to do, you're always going to be happy. In fact, here's the truth. Sometimes when you do the very thing that God created you to do, there's going to be some days where you're like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to do this. I don't even know if I'm called to do this. I don't know if I can do this, but I got a word for you. You are his appointed, and he's going to raise you up. And he's not changing his mind just because your fire's a little low. He's not changing his mind just because you had to deal with some crazy stuff. I need you to make sure you sit next to a thug in the spirit at this 915 since we combined 915 and 11 15 can you just touch somebody close to you please and just say you are his choice come on come on i said touch him i don't i need you to do it more aggressive than that touch him and say you are his choice you come on chop it in the comments you are his choice and he's not changing his mind but listen what does he go through he's attacked by his brothers come on here one of the things that can drain your fire fastest is when your attack comes from your family. Because mm. you were expecting strangers. You weren't expecting your own flesh and blood. You were expecting somebody that didn't know you. You weren't expecting the people that watch me were supposed to protect you. He's attacked by his brothers. Then he's beaten and in prison. Watch me by a priest and a false prophet. I wish I could tell you that everybody that's in church, watch me, was going to do you right. Let's talk. I wish I could tell you that everybody in church that said, let me hold something, was going to actually give it back to you. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I wish I could tell you that everybody that named the name of Jesus was going to act like they knew Jesus. But the truth is, sometimes you can be beaten the most and caged in by people who say that they love the Lord and people who say that they know the Lord. And let's just be honest. Stop blaming the church for what people in church did. I rebuke your whole ideology of church hurt. That ain't church hurt. That's Keisha hurt. That ain't church hurt. That's Leroy hurt. That ain't church hurt that's that scallywag hurt yo the church didn't do that to you they did that to you touch your neighbor say i rebuke church hurt throw 
Uh, that's that person that did that. Don't you blame God and don't you blame God's church. Come on here. Come on here. Let's go. 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 So then he's imprisoned by the king. So watch me. What do you do when authority don't like you? Your family's giving you hell. Church people giving you hell. Watch me. Now your supervisor's giving you hell. Now your manager's giving you hell. Now the people over you are giving you hell. Then watch me. It gets worse. Now he's got death threats. They want to kill him. Well, you watch me. You know you're a threat when people want to take you out. See, watch me. This ain't for everybody. Everybody can't shout right here. But I remember the first time I got a death threat. And I remember thinking, me? Why are you coming against me? I said, first of all, you don't want no smoke. I said, because watch me. It, listen, you don't want no problems. Want no problems with me. Watch me. I was like, you, you don't want none. No, no, but I remember the first time I got a death threat, and I was like, oh, my God. And at first, I was kind of scared. I, I was kind of scared, Horace. I was like, what is this? But then, but then after that, I started smiling. I said, who must I be that you would have to resort to that in order to try to get me to do what you want me to do? For every person in here where something has ever come in your life and tried to threaten you, tried to make you want to commit suicide, tried to make you want to give up, we're about to release a praise that we survived the death threat. One, two, three, go. You survived it. 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 Oh, my God, you survived it. Oh, my God, you overcame it. Let's go. He's imprisoned by the king. Death threats. Then he's thrown into a water tank. He's thrown into a water tank because they figure, just like Joseph, we'll throw you into something that's supposed to kill you. Joseph's brothers did the same thing. They threw him in a pit. Well, it was really like a cistern. It was supposed to hold water, but it was empty, so the fall should have killed him. Pay attention. Here's what you're going to shout about is that, watch me, is that it should have killed you. In fact, other people went through the same thing, and it did kill them, but you survived it. This praise ain't for everybody, but this one is for me. Every survivor, I just want you to throw your head back and shout, I survive when I count to three. One, two, three. I survive. Put a praise behind that. Let's go. He asked God, it gets so bad, he asked God to curse the day he was born. You know it's bad when you like God curse the day. Curse the very day that I was born. You got to hear me. Uh, he discovers an assassination plot. See, what do you do when you discover that some people are trying to take you out? It's one thing to see what you survive after you've survived it. What do you do when you discover the plot while they plotting? What do you do when you hear the conversation they didn't want you to hear? What do you do when they accidentally send you the text they were trying to send to somebody else? Y'all are going to send that. What do you do when they accidentally put you on the email thread you weren't supposed to be on? What do you do when you accidentally hear information that you weren't supposed to hear, but it wasn't accidental, it was really divinely providential because God wanted to make you see exactly what it was that he was protecting you from in the first place? You ready? Let's go. He asked God to curse the day he's born. He discovers an assassination plot. And likely, pay attention, Jeremiah develops paranoia. Okay? Because I just told you everything he went through. He likely develops paranoia. It's a thought process that's influenced by anxiety and fear to the point of irrationality and delusion. Pay attention, which means it, it, there's so much concern, so much anxiety that you become irrational. So somebody don't speak to you and now you think it's something crazy. Watch me. You're a conspiracy theorist. All of a sudden, it's a big plot and it's a big plan. And they were supposed to call me back in five minutes. They didn't call me back. Something going on. Or, or maybe not. Uh, you become paranoid. 
And what ends up happening is that when you're paranoid, you become irrational. So you start doing things that don't make sense. Come on here. You start losing your fire, and that doesn't make sense. You start losing your hope, and that doesn't make sense. You start doing things that are irrational and delusional. To be in delusion means you live in a false reality. Which means you're not seeing it as it really is. You're seeing it through the pain and through the perspective of the difficulty of your circumstances and the difficulty of your situations and the vicissitudes of the valley that you're currently in. This is what you're trying to say. Some of y'all are paranoid. That's what I'm trying to say. And the reality is, is it's hard for you to pray when you're paranoid. Come on. It's hard for you to praise when you're paranoid. It's hard for you to give God glory when you're paranoid. But here's what I discovered. But when you're on fire, we don't have paranoia. When you're on fire, we have the antithesis or the opposite of paranoia. You know what it's called? Pronoia. And pronoia says, watch me, I know how to spin what's negative. Pronoia says, you think everything's against you. I think everything's for me. See, for some of y'all, you need to learn how to spin that thing. Spin that thing. Matter of fact, just do your hands like this. Spin that thing. Spin. You got to learn how to spin it. So, watch me. They're talking about you. That's paranoia. Oh, my God. They're talking about me. Oh, my God. Pronoia says, I must be something worth talking about. Okay. Okay. Sunday. What y'all doing? Why y'all, y'all, y'all playing with me? Uh-uh. That's the wrong response. I need your response to be higher than that. Watch me. You may say, watch me. All of these things are trying to block me. It seems like I'm supposed to stop. That's paranoia. But paranoia says, I must about to be able to do something amazing. I'm about to step into something incredible because why did the devil send all of this to come stop me? I need you to touch three people and say, you will not be stopped. You will not be stopped. <laughs> you will not be stopped. Come on, touch him in the building. Oh my God. Let's go. Say, I have pronoia. So, so, so paranoia is when you think there's a vast conspiracy against you. Pronoia says, Romans 8, 28. There is a conspiracy for me. Which means even if you're against me, you're for me. Even if you hate me, you're for me. See, some of you, you're like, they over there talking about me. Good. H- how, is it, how, how is your name going to be brought up? In fact, pay attention. If they don't bring your name up, then your name can never be great. Pay attention, but let's go deeper. So we're like, it just seems like, uh, I remember, and even as we've been in this process of this of the expansion and all of that, I said, God, this is a lot of resistance. I said, this is a whole lot. And I'll be honest, for, for part of it, it was, I was like, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm just, maybe I ain't supposed to do it. Maybe I don't need to do it. I said, I don't need new stuff to do. I have enough stuff to do. I don't need new things to do. I said, I've been running for Jesus for a long time. And I'm not tired yet, but I wouldn't mind having a... <laughs> yeah, I don't need new stuff to do. Let me say it like that. I was like, God, but then something had to shift. And I pray that something shift in you today. Because some of y'all, watch me, your stuff has been wearing you out. But you know what you're about to do? You're about to reverse that thing. You're about to wear out what was wearing you out. Okay, I don't like what you said right there, Sunday. You think I can't see you in the spirit? I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm about to wear it out. I'm about to wear it. I'm about to wear it out. It was wearing me out, but I'm about to get my fire back. It was making me lose my mind, but I'm about to get my fire back. I felt like I couldn't run on, but I'm about to get my fire back. I said I was stunned, but I'm about to get my fire back. So listen, so when you have pronoia, I'm almost done. When you have pronoia, you know how to spin things. 
You know how to spin it. If some of you got to learn how to spin it. Everything negative, you got to spin that thing. Like, like, like when you're mad, you got to spin it. I, I, I was, I, I, something happened uh, about a month, month and a half ago, and I was on the phone with a pastor friend, and he, and, he, and he heard the whole thing that happened, and he said, you're so calm. I said, well, I said, I spun that. I said, because anger is not going to fix this. I said, so there's no use in me putting my anger out and dispensing my energy and anger. I said, I need to use my energy to solve this problem. And within one hour, the problem was solved. Within one hour, the issue was handled. Why? Because I spun that thing. And I'm here to tell some of y'all, you got to spin that thing. Wait, wait, wait. Only for those of you that got faith like me. And it ain't everybody, and that's okay. But if you, watch me, I'm not waiting on God to turn it. I'm going to turn it. I need you to pop up out your seat and just turn around one time. Like, I'm not waiting on the Lord to turn it. I'm going to turn it myself. I'm going to flip that thing myself. I will live to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. All things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So here it is. Here it is. Jeremiah 15, 18. Jeremiah asked the Lord, he says, then why then does my suffering continue? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems uncertain as a seasonal brook, like a spring that's gone dry. Jeremiah goes through so much antagonism and hostility and opposition that he's like, God, you, you don't even really be helping me. Let's, can we keep it 100 this morning? Can we keep it 100? How many of us have ever said to the Lord, you, you don't even, listen, you don't even care. You're not even helping me. You don't even love me. You're not even there for me. Watch me, Jeremiah is a prophet and he thinks that. And I need, watch me, let me normalize the fact that you had a moment of weakness. But a moment cannot become a monument. But a moment cannot become permanent. It's all right to have a moment of weakness, but you cannot stay there. I need you to shake somebody's hand. I'm almost done, 915, because we're going to get the power of agreement working. Just tell them, say, you cannot stay there. Say it again, say, you cannot stay there. Let's go. Verse 19. So the Lord responds. In other words, God says, I heard what you said. I heard what you said when your fire was low. I heard what you said. Look at somebody say, he heard what you said. Type it in the comments. He heard what you said. God says, I heard what you said. If you return to me, then I will restore to you so you can continue to serve me. Pay attention. God says, here's the truth, Jeremiah. You're around me, but you left me. Here's the truth, Jeremiah. You showed up, but you left me. Here's the truth, Jeremiah. You clapping, but you left me. See, for some of you watch me, you don't even know that you've left the Lord because you've been so used to living without his help that you didn't realize you didn't have his help. You've been so used to doing it your way, you didn't even realize that you were doing it your way. He says, if you will return to me, I need you to say, Lord, I'm coming back today, 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 today. I will restore you so you can continue to serve me. In other words, restore, restore, jubilee, jubilee. I will restore you. In other words, I'm going to get you back together. I'm going to get your fire back together. I'm going to get your excitement back together. I'm going to get your zeal back together. You're going to wake up excited about church. You're going to wake up excited about the Lord. You're going to wake up excited about your job. You're going to wake up excited about your body. Body, yada, yada, yada. You're going to wake up excited about your business. You're going to wake up excited about your assignment. You keep thinking, maybe God's trying to tell me something. Yeah, he's trying to tell you, get yourself together. Return to me, and I'm about to restore you. Why? So you can continue to serve me. God says, I'm not giving you your fire back for you to leave me. 
I'm not giving you your fire back for you to just go get married. Mm -mm. I'm not giving you a fire back just for you to go start a business. Says, I'm giving you a fire back so you can continue to serve me. He says, I'm giving you your fire back so that you can do right by me. And if you keep my kingdom first, you will never, ever, 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 be last. Look what he says. You must influence them, Jeremiah. Do not let them. Who's the them? All this wet wood. All these people ticking you off. All these people aggravating you. All these things that are going on. He says, don't let them influence you. You're supposed to be on fire. How are you letting wet wood influence you? Verse 20, he says, they're going to fight against you. In other words, he says, listen, look at me. I'm not going to take the fight. Okay. I know what you were hoping for. Y'all, give me my fire back so I can just be on fire and ain't got to fight. Look at me. If there's nothing to burn, why do you need fire? 915, why y'all looking at me like that? If there's nothing to burn, why do you need fire? God says, I'm not taking the fight because that's what, that's what you're going to burn. I'm not taking the fight because that's what you're going to burn. I'm not taking the antagonism. I'm not taking the hostility. I'm not taking the opposition because that's what's going to make you burn. But I'm going to make you secure. Oh, my God. He said, listen, I'm going to lock you down. In other words, watch me. I got you to where you're so secure that you can get a crazy email and be like, well, let's figure this out. Because going back is not an option. Going to the left or to the right is not an option. I only got one option, and that's to go forward. I will secure you. Look at me. They will not conquer you, which means they're going to try. They're going to try, but they won't win. For I am with you to protect you and to rescue you. Please open your mouth. I'm done. Say, the Lord is with me to protect me and to rescue me. Well, everything God just told them was going to happen. And look, look, I wish I could tell you that it turned right there, but it didn't. Because, it, watch me, they did everything God said they were going to do. They did it. They fought him. They can, tried to conquer him. They did it, and it gets so intense. They did it, and it gets so intense. Pay attention. Then in Jeremiah 20 and 9, watch Jeremiah's confession. He said, I ain't even going to say the Lord's name no more. I ain't going to make mention of him. I'm not even going to speak in his name. Pay attention. Watch me. Watch me. But right in the middle of this breakdown but uh, uh, I like big butts and I cannot lie them other bishops tried to deny but when the Bible walk in just touch your neighbor and say but come on but his word was in my heart why do you think God connected you to me and connected you to harvest to get some word in you so that the moment you felt like running and giving up and tucking tail and running that that word would come alive on the inside of you. It was his word in my heart and you know what it was? It was like a burning fire. Come on somebody shout fire. It was like a burning fire that was shut up in my bones why is it in my bones so I can't reach it to put it out why is it in my bones so everywhere I go it's in me why is it in my bones so that when I walk it's in me when I talk it's in me when I speak it's in me everywhere I please open your mouth say it's in my bones 
Come on in this building and don't lie and say it's in my bones. Watch me. I was weary of holding it back and I could not. He was like, I, I just, he wouldn't let my fire go out. He wouldn't let my fire go out. Have you ever had, I remember, I remember growing up and uh, they would have to, if the pilot light on the furnace went out, uh, it was a big deal. So the whole thing was, as long as the light was still on, even if it wasn't that strong, that watch me, that you could, you could reset it. And for some of y'all, watch me, God says, it ain't been a whole lot, but you got enough left. You got enough left that made you wake up this morning, get in your car, get in this building, walk online, coming to Atlanta tonight, wherever you at. You had enough, and God's about to take what you got. No! And God's about to set you on fire. Everybody on your feet in this building and online say, give me my fire back. Give me my fire back. Put a praise behind that. Hey. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, every online platform. Give me my fire back. It's like fire. Shut up in my bones. Come on, touch somebody's soul and say, God's giving you fire back. Type it in the comments. God's giving you your fire back. You're not over. You're not done. You're just beginning. You got more to do. You got places to go and people to see and things to do. You got more to do. God's about to give you your fire back. God, release your fire when I count to three. One, do it in this building and online. Two, and when I get the three, you shout like he gave it back to you. One, two, three. Yeah. 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 Come on in the building and online. Yeah! Touch me, Lord. Touch me, God. Give me my fire back. It's in your bones. We gotta go. It's in your bones. So you can't touch it. It's in your bones. So that it's in you. Which means everywhere I go, I carry my fire with me. Look at me. When you leave this building today, you're going to hear these words from somebody. What happened? You good? You okay? What? You seem a little, what's going on? Because fire, watch me, it brings heat. Fire, watch me, you can smell. Pay attention. Your whole countenance is about to change. Come on, y'all. Your whole countenance is about to change. I need you to open your mouth, lift up your hands, say, Lord, give me my fire back. Now put a praise behind that right there in this building and online. Come on, can I hear you open your mouth and worship in this building and online? We're about to go. We're about to go. But God's about to give you your fire back. Listen. Listen. Hey! Good God Almighty. He's about to give you your fire back. He's about to give you your fire back. 
your zeal, your excitement, and your passion. Say, and it is so. Listen, heads bowed, eyes closed in this building and online. Today, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure wherever you're at on three. In this building, you're going to slip your hand up online. You're going to do the hand with your emoji. Say, it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, what's the gospel? It's the good news. The good news is that the bad news is wrong. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, hands up in this building. Church, we are a church that celebrates people coming to the Lord. Lift your hand. Lift it high. Don't you be ashamed. Online, you do the hand with your emoji or say, it's me. Everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace to get right back up again. Give me my fire back. In Jesus' name, amen. You just prayed that prayer. Scan that QR code or text Harvest to 55498. Enter the option for salvation. Let me walk you through what to do now that you've given your life to the Lord. Secondly, some of you are saved, but you, are, you need a shepherd. Shepherd's like a covering, and anything uncovered spoils. You don't have to live in Denver or Atlanta. You can live anywhere across America and around the world because this is a spiritual connection. And if it's spiritual, it's not bound by what? Natural law. And so you can be a part of the Harvest family. In fact, the majority of harvesters have never been in a building. It blows my mind. On Wednesday night, um, uh, some individuals came down to me and said, Bishop, we've been watching with you for years. One, she said, I got baptized at the Jewel location. I said, and we've been in college, and we're getting ready to move. And she said, before we left, we had to come see you. No, Harvest, I don't think you get it. I don't think you understand how God is using us. To be honest with you, this hybrid thing is new. I, I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just obeying. I didn't know that God was going to do this so that so many lives, black, white, tall, short, Hispanic, Asian, every background, every, in, every walk of life calls Harvest Home. PhDs to GEDs, they're not quite sure if they know they won two threes. Listen, everybody, everybody is Harvest. And so... If I'm your shepherd, I'd love for you to be a part of the family. You don't have to live in Denver, Atlanta. You can be anywhere. You text Harvest to 55498 and scan that QR code. Listen, if you came in late, you weren't able to give, get your giving ready. If you want to sow the seal, get that ready. Here's our seed today, and, and this is a fire seed. Say fire seed. It's going to come right from Luke 12, 49. 49 is our seed. 49 is our seed because God sets us on fire. Right there from Luke 12, 49. 49 is our seed. I'm using text to give to give it. Bishop Foreman, what does it mean to sow the seal? It just means that when a word speaks life into you, you sow into it. I don't know about you, but I, listen, I, I can relate to what I've just preached today. Can anybody else like you, like, Bishop, you're all up in my Kool-Aid, all up in my business. Please hear me. I paid a price to get this word um, because I know what it is to be sitting at the table doing something. The enemy tries to take your fire. I know what it is to be navigating through the day and so many things are coming at you that it tries to take your fire. Ooh, but we are on fire church. We are on fire people. How can you sow? Use the dollar sign, Bishop Foreman with the number two for cash out. Use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, and Given. All that's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. You can mail it in, P.O. Box 441004, Aurora, Colorado, 844, or scan that QR code. I said, Bishop, I don't have 49. Get as close as you can to it. But everybody, you have to sow something into this word today. He's given you your fire back. 
giving you your fire back. Shout it one more time. Shout fire. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I love you. Listen, pray for uh, me. I am uh, in transit. Or maybe, yes, I'm in transit, maybe. I don't know. I'm going to wait to Atlanta. And uh, we want to pray for a powerful experience um, this evening. We are one church in global locations. And so hear me. And today, uh, right after the experience, you need prayer for anything where I would normally be down front. One of my, he's been with me for 16 and a half years. He's, I gave him an honorary doctorate. He's one of our elders. Dr. Johnny Brown, he'll be right down front, right here, uh, to pray with you if you need any prayer. Uh, we'll have some prayer partners that are down front. If you need prayer, you need anything, I will see you in this building, live and in person on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock Mountain, 9 o'clock Eastern. And we're gonna, it'll be the Day of Atonement. Don't forget, we're fasting on that day. Water only. That's not medical advice. So consult your physician. I will see you here. Next Sunday, we've got one combined experience. Again, we're going to do, we're going to do the one combined experience for a little bit just to give, give us a little time to build and develop our team. Hear me, church. Hear me and hear me clearly and hear me loudly. I am so committed, and I want you to know I want to be as crystal clear as I can. We are one church in multiple locations, Denver and Atlanta, soon and online. And so I'm committed to continuing the work. And I need you to remain committed and can keep doing what you're doing. So, Bishop, what you trying to say? You're going to be in the building or not next Sunday? I know that's what you're asking. You be in the building. And when you show up, you'll see whether or not I'm going to be in the building. <laughs> Here's what you're going to have, a fresh word. Always. You know, I'm always going to be on my assignment. Um, we're, we're working diligently to make sure that I can get the flights that will get me to Atlanta on time. And, uh, and so we don't want to have a situation where that doesn't happen. So walk with me. This is a step of faith for me. Can I be very honest with you? This is very uncomfortable to be. I feel like I'm, you know, doing a little. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Come here. How you doing? Come here. How you doing? Come here. How you doing? Come here. Oh, you got Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is, this, is a, this is a leap of faith for me. And when I say uncomfortable, it just means it's, you know, just I'm a regimented guy. And so we're just changing it up. And we're doing this together, church. I just need to see you in this building on Wednesday, and I need to see you in this building this upcoming Sunday. All right? I love you. I've been committed to you for 17 years. So you will remain committed to me. Come on, let's give given to the Lord in the building and online. Don't forget, replay 11.15. We got some new replay time, so it'll come live today. Prayer tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. I'll already be back in Denver by that time. Lift your giving to the Lord in the building and online. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm a faithful giver. Therefore, I flourish. All things work together for my good. Give me my fire back. I seal this word in Jesus' name. Amen. Bass sister passing in here at Grape Street. Let's be cheerful as we give. If you're online and you need to give, you can certainly uh, hop over the stream or scan the QR code. I love you, Harvest. Again, let's just pray over tonight's experiences in Atlanta. God, have your way.
get the glory out of everything. We pray, God, that you would blow our minds, exceed our expectations, God, as we endeavor to birth another one. I didn't even think about it, how we were doing this in the month of September, birthing. I didn't even think about it, how we're doing this in the month uh, and during the fall feast. We're doing it right during the feast, which means we're under an open heaven. God, just blow my mind. God, let the warfare be worth it. Come on. If you love your bishop, can you just say, God, let his warfare be worth it. Say, let his resistance give him results. Can we praise God for what he's doing through our church in Denver and Atlanta and online? We are harvest. We are harvest. We are harvest. We are harvest. We are we are, 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 we are. Come on, let's do it together, everybody. Love God, love people, and love life. Go and Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498. We'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. day my company gets scam phishing emails trying to get money or sensitive info i wanted to protect my employees and my clients so i checked out sisa's secure our world they've got simple ways we can protect our businesses from online threats first teach employees to recognize and report phishing next require strong passwords plus multi-factor authentication and finally turn on automatic updates for your business software to learn more go to sisa at cisa.gov forward slash secure our world